Hello, and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. Today on the podcast, we are reading Dead House Gates, chapters 13 and 14. My name is Peter Bond, and I've read each book in the main series. However, my two co-hosts are reading the series for the first time. With me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Hello. And our resident divers, Joshua Dean Baker. <laughs> Tis I, the man who can turn into several raccoons. Yo, that actually sounds kind of sick, though, you know? Uh, sick and ink, maybe. Raccoons are gross. Hot take. Now, uh, so I'm really gonna... Oh, it, it, it's just, it, it's killing me, because when we wrapped up last week's episode, I realized I forgot to talk about one of my favorite quotes from the series. However, the quote's gonna oh, be a oh, bummer. Oh, can I, can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. What is Dead May Never Die? No, what? <laughs> what? I don't... So I just feel like I'm gonna... I don't, I don't want to start us off with a can negative... I, oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. You're a wizard, Harry. No, okay. <laughs> so last chapter, D- Diker is like walking... Like chapter 12, I think. And he's talking to uh, Lull, and uh, he's talking about history, and he, the quote is... Uh, Children are dying, Lull nodded. That's a succinct summary of humankind, I'd say. Who needs tomes and volumes of history? Children are dying. The injustices of the world hide in those three words. Mm. And I I just think it's a very good quote, and I I think about it a lot as mm, this this specific violence of the world and uh, society's willingness to ignore it in a way. Not willingness, I don't know, it's the... Complicated thing. Um, well, they yeah. are willing, but damn, Peter. Yeah, Dewiker spits it, hot fire. Yeah, and, and and I think it just prods at a type of indifference that society can wield. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't like his parts of the chapters. Wow. Why? <laughs> For downers like that. Oh no, but I don't know. I think I don't know. I just think it's tough because I there I really have nothing to say about this quote besides I think it's very good and I would be remiss if I did not. Bring it up when discussing Deadhouse Gates. It is something. I'm glad that you spoke your truth. Thank you. Um, well, we have no whiz bang to go out on, so maybe we should get uh, get straight into the chapters. Let's do this. What's a whiz bang? <sighs> yeah, I, I didn't want to ask. I, well, I, I don't know. I guess when I was imagining it, part of me now, thought- Now, I do want to say whiz bangers are from Harry Potter, so- I, I guess just I, when, I ima- when I knew I was going to bring up this bummer quote, I really thought there was a chance- one of the two you were going to jump in at the last, de- the now, last second. Now, do you mean Whizbang from Hearthstone? N- no, just like something exciting or, or, or funny, you know? I don't, just, I thought it was, would help the podcast if one of I the don't two think, you were going to. I don't think Crimes Against Gnomes is funny, Peter. Whizbang deserves been, better treatment. That I think, treatment. pretty insensitive for us to make a joke after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, maybe. I just, I don't know. So chapter 13. Yeah. <laughs> chapter... India, do you want to read the chapter summary? Oh, And then I'll read God. the next. Yeah, I'll try it. I'm not really a good reader. I'm not confident in my reading, but I'd love to try it. It's because okay. I know we had you read one once, but Josh's reading got into the podcast. We, we, we put Josh in now. Here, just, I'm. Let, let, do you want to read the next one? This one's- I'll do this what, one. I'll do this one. You'll do this one. Yeah. You have such a calming voice. Like, I have such a shrill <laughs> tone. Oh my God, please. All right, hit it, Josh. Chapter 13 At the Wiccan camp, Dewiker and List are summoned to Coltane. They quarrel with the nobles, including the Shrill and Estro, about the nobility mistreating their servants. 
With the Council, Sormo speaks about the demon that mauled the Semp godling. Duiker speaks of the servants to Coltane. He thinks it was a mistake to return them to the nobility after being recruited to help at the Sakala. Coltane agrees and will purchase the servants. The Wiccans have also decided to meet Camistarello at the upcoming River Paatha. That night, Coltane and Duiker speak. They cannot use Warrens or the Land Spirits, and Camistarello's army is robust. Seeing Wiccans donning ruined armor to be the cavalry. With the Malazans, Captain Lowell speaks of the Seventh and describes the battle formations. Across the dry river basin, Camisrello's army watches as Coltane's forces cross. Arrows and soldiers from the rebels descend down, and a battle ensues. Coltane's army begins pushing up towards Rello's encampment. Sappers emerge like turtles in winter. They have buried themselves in the night. The sappers break the rebel lines on top of the ridge, and Coltane's forces take it. In the rear, the Tisanthi and Semp Godling have been defeated. The Weasel Clan used the refugees as bait, led by Nil and Nether. Hundreds of refugees perished as a result. On the ridge, Camisrello has fled and the battle is over. We learn that Coltane's forces have been named by the enemy the Chain of Dogs. In the Imperial Warren, Kalam finds remnants of the High King Kalor's ancient empires and worries that this man is amongst the armies of Genabacus. Afterwards, Kalam and his allies leave the Warren and emerge into Arn. The group has a drink at an inn, and Kalam's attention is drawn by the Napin Salkin Elam. Salk, the captain of the Ragstopper, has been fully paid and was awaiting for Kalam. He will take the assassin to Unta. Lostara, Yil, and Pearl follow them to Arn and debate what to do. They agree to travel together, but first Lostara Yil goes to report to her command. However, she learns the Redblains have been put under detention here in Arn. Kalam tells Manala that he will leave and urges her to return to Quan Tali and leave Kenem to the soldiers here. Kalan leaves, but after, we see Manala and Kenem talk. Manala says goodbye to Kenem, but then goes after Kalam. So, at, at the end, we... we... At the end of the chapter, obviously, everyone gets to Aaron, and we do a whole big Aaron swap, but the meat of it is the Battle of Gelor Ridge and uh, Diker and the camp before. Um, India, Diker's amongst the people. He sees the nobles, and then we, b before we get to the battle, and, uh, you know, what what you think? I know you and Diker have been hot and cold sometimes. Well, how, how'd you feel about spending so much of this chapter kind of seeing the camp from his point of view? Great question, Peter. Um... So I started this chapter and I, I think I messaged you guys and I was like, oh my God, I really am, I'm, I'm feeling his vibes because he was, um, I think in the beginning, like one of the nobles is like beating the shit out of someone. One, I, one of their, yeah, one of his servants. Yeah. One of the servants. And he goes over there and just tears that guy a new asshole and takes the, the servant and takes him to the doctor or whatever, not the doctor, but their carts of death sure. and. It just showed a lot. Like I, I don't. I never really cared much about him, his character as a person, or his ideals. But in that moment, he was a man for the people, and I appreciated it. And he also has no time for the bullshit, which I also yeah. Appreciate. He he does not have time for the bullshit. That is true. 
So I liked, um, I liked everything up until, you know, the whole fight scene, which I had no, I, when the sappers came out, I had to Google it. Cause I was like, I'm so confused as to why they're coming out of the ground. But that whole part was lost on me. But the whole beginning where he, he rescues the guy and then he, um, he doesn't he buy, he get he gets them all like bought. Yeah, Back. he has Coltane purchase the servants um, because, like, there's just no reason to have all these people yeah, around. I love to not it. be fighting. Essentially, I loved it, but then I felt bad when um, the Wiccan's cattle dog took a little puff and tried to eat it. I think mm. that made me sad. Well, no, I, I from I think they were just traveling together. I don't think it was eating it, right? N- no, I think it was. Oh, Peter, buddy, I've got <laughs> I think some bad news. I, I think, no, I think Peter, Peter, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he was take. They were hungry. <laughs> they were freaking hungry. And um, then they made the joke like, "Haha, the dogs are smarter than we are. They thought to eat the little lap dogs first. And I, yeah, I got very upset by that. But yeah. um, other than that, the whole beginning, I really enjoyed. I thought it was um, but, good but, content. So, but, but, but to me, it sounds like. And Josh, I, I do want to talk about the Battle of Gellar Ridgemore. But um, it sounds like more like your beef is not necessarily sometimes with Diker, but more just that the the chain of dogs and. The, the kind of battle stuff is maybe not as much something you're interested in. Were they, was it known that they were the chain of dogs before they said they're the chain of dogs in this, in that chapter? Uh, no, they got no. the nickname this chapter. Oh, I loved that. I was like, oh, I know that name. I yeah. think it's the name of a book. Yeah. That um, might be the next one, I think. Can I ask a question? Sure. So I don't, I don't know if we've, I don't think we've delved into it. I don't think the book has. Why does Coltane, I'm going to put this lightly, not just fucking leave all the refugees. Josh. I've been wondering this the whole time we've been on this shit. And it's like, because he's shown that he doesn't mind sacrificing them. And it's just so confusing because he's a he's this Wiccan who is like originally, you know, from this really tribal based thing where like the strong survive and stuff. And he's been, you know, taken into the Malazan Empire, but he's not like really from there. Like what loyalty does he have to these people? Like why? Why is he choosing to take them when like they've said if he left them, the Wiccans could just fucking dip and would never be caught. Is it just he's a good person? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say. I mean, so there's two. Because uh, I'll just say this: if if you, if Josh, if your boy was in Coltane's situation, fucking gone. Day no. one. Day no, one. Josh. All right, y'all. We're gonna go to bed. First day on the. Tr- All right, Wiccans, and go. Josh. Gone. Josh, you can't. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Peter is just horrified. Josh, you can't do that to people. That's not a way to treat humans. I mean, you can. No, Josh. Josh. Oh, that's up for debate. But could you? Oh, yeah. You you could, and then you would be a bad person. Josh. What is bad? I mean, isn't everything shades of gray? I would say it's leaving these people to die. Well, if they were stronger, they could come with us. Oh my God, I'm Josh, Peter. I'm saying, ill, Josh. I'm saying, guys, in war, I'm fucking out here to survive. Not the children make friends. should be in you war. You think that you'd like to listen more than you know? Well, okay, Christ. I'm not gonna be a bitch. I'm just trying oh to live. Oh my God. Oh Lord, we gotta go, Peter. We we gotta go. End it. We gotta cut it early. <laughs> Josh, you got out of this hole, my friend. Come on up. Out Sorry. Here. Oh my God, anti-Josh. It's been took a over. long Sorry, week for Josh. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Felicity oh is God. not a bitch, and I would never Le- leave people. 
it looks like a poltergeist had possessed you. Yeah, that was so weird, guys. It was fucked up. It was a tough week, Josh. We all have them. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's keep going. Let's push forward. Okay, <laughs> but like le- legitimately, I mean, but uh, no, maybe ser- there seriously, is, is it is it just of- like his like moral compass says that he should that, be that's doing how this? i've always understood it so okay. maybe there is an ex- explicit reason in the books do you know what i mean but right um like something i'm missing you know mm-hmm. but i've always understood it that basically it's the moral thing to do and that like you know and, and they are a burden and of course they talk about that but i mean they all fled uh, the city together you know i yeah. think they they fled hisar and you know it, i don't know it's just and what happens if he needs another couple hundred people to sacrifice you know <laughs> Just, that's, exa- that's exactly that's right. What I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, how can you sacrifice the refugees if you don't have them in the first place, Josh? You're right. Come on. You're right. It's all so that they can be used tactically. Yeah. No, that's, that's smart, Inge. No, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right, I just wasn't sure if I'd miss something or not. Well, we blew up about that. Um, yeah, I mean, now that I've revealed myself as the fucking scum of the earth, let's keep going. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Um, so, uh, now that we burst into that, I know for me, one of my big takeaways from the battle of Gellor Ridge is I really understood more about how turtles function in winter because I did not know that. I did not know that turtle fact. And now I do, you know? Okay. I do have a couple questions. Okay. Okay. So question number one, Coltane, how the fuck is he just letting these sappers do whatever they're trying to, like they literally are just out of control. I don't. I, well, Number two, because we we talk. They <laughs> they've talked a bit. Are we good? Oh, sorry. Okay. Number two, we've talked. They they've said in the books a couple times how like Malaz and uh, Marines and stuff are super deadly, and this type of super deadly. Like, are these people just fucking madmen? Is that like the requirements? Like, do you just have to like have no care about your physical well being? Yeah. Well, they're they're definitely a little loopy. Um, but I think their independence is like part of how they function, you know? It's yeah, like they even it definitely has worked balls. in this case. It just strongly worries me that like there's going to be another next battle. The sappers are going to be like, and this time we've shown up here, <laughs> slaughtered. Like, you know. You think they could uh, fumble it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They could botch it real good. Yeah. And uh, also, I, I like- also, turtles, I do not believe bury in to dry riverbeds, right? Mm. Like, that shit had to be so dusty where they're talking oh. about how dry it is. Well, but but also, I think they talk about how the... I imagine it being it, the, the looseness of the soil is what made it physically possible. I guess so. Um, kind of changing pace away from the sappers, the best characters in the series so far. Um, I do want to say again, like, Eric said... Andy, I know you're not loving it in terms of like trying to read through a battle because it is a lot going on i'm hating it yeah you're hating it that's yeah okay i was trying to use some light language but you're hating it um but uh for for your boy who does like to read about battles i thought this one was like somehow even easier to understand it definitely Um, was yeah i agree easier to understand and also it felt really dire like I really yeah. was wondering, I was like, I don't understand how the cavalry are going to work. I don't understand how anything is going to work. And, I, you know, if you had asked me, all right, Josh, option A, you know, random bullshit luck. Or option B, two warlocks steal the life energy of a horse to make other horse better. 
If you had given oh, me those two, happened? oh, it, they killed that horse. It died standing upright. They sucked its life energy out, and that made everyone move faster, including the other horses. Yeah, Nell and Nil. Because or whatever. I thought they were gonna just like shape Never. the earth different, right? I was like, oh, they're just gonna do their earth stuff, and they were like, nah. Now we've got horse blood magic. Ah, just they're wild from the primal sources now. Just wild. That's what happens when Warrens ain't shit. around. Yeah. God, this this cover art is making more and more sense now. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Bring it back to it. the horses. Uh, but, but there's uh, one with a skull. I, I assumed that was the apocalypse, like riders of the apocalypse or some bullshit. This was Podcast no ordinary cover horse Podcast. that they were stuck. I was wondering why they were standing next to a horse. Who's standing next to a horse? Do you have Never to talk Josh? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it mentions like a, a horse totally motionless. And I was like, yeah, they do some one they still do horse. Some, they do some fucked up shit. I, and I do wonder, uh, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but I am morbidly curious if they're going to hit a, a low. Like, if they're going to hit so low that they fucking use human life force, and if that's going to break some, like, primal rule of the world, you know? Like, some law that can't be broke. I'm like, that's some typical fantasy shit, but I could also see Erickson, like, letting them use a human soul, and it just being like, chill. Pretty chill. Mm. You know? I mean, that person is, so, you know, doomed to suffer for all eternity, but like, hey, we're good out here. You know, I do have some insider knowledge that he sets up tropes and then just <laughs> breaks them i met this guy so, we, had a, we had a long I, talk. I don't know like i was having a conversation with him once and that's what he told me i don't i don't know you about you guys Harrison? but oh my gosh that's so cool of you it's no big deal it's really it's really not i just is thought i'd draw that is, real quick is he as hot as they say <laughs> oh my christ <laughs> <laughs> it's inappropriate all right all right, let, let, let's let's. Oh but yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh my god, what are we doing? Ah, oh my god. All righty. Uh, so an an uh the battle of Gellow Ridge it happened. Yes. Anywho. Oh my god, Christ. Try and get this train back on the goddamn track. <laughs> so clam and clam. Uh, sees some ruins and then they get out of the Warren and the, he's going to Uta. The, the the captain's just waiting for him. Yeah, right, what now, the hell? Now he's going to die on this boat, right? Is, is there, what? yeah, what's the vibe on the awaiting captain for him? I just, I, I felt resolved to it. Um, I, I'm used to not understanding why people are in places when they're there, so this just seemed like a bit of the same. But this is so fucking far-fetched. Like, Leak in hand, far fetched, Peter. I like what? Thank you, thank oh you, my God. <laughs> thank you. That was good. Uh, <laughs> AJ silently just broke his neck to look at the camera in satisfaction. Um, like, no, there. How, how would Quick Mend? Quick, because was the plan to go to Arwen? Let me start with there. I, I can't remember. Was yes, that the, that was okay. the plan? So I guess conceivably, if the plan was to go to Arwen, then like. They had this in motion, but like it just seems so sketch. I don't like it. I think Kalam's dead. Inge, do do you want to get on a boat that's just happens that just it just happens to be waiting for you out there? I just yeah. I mean, how else will the story go on, guys? Something Damn. has to happen. Damn. And more importantly, Kalam just straight kind of he's cutthroat. He's like, oh, see you, friends. Leaves. No, well, um, you know, he I was not cutthroat. He was doing it for their own benefit. Yeah, but he he didn't stay around. It's not like he was sentimental, you know. Like I, they traveled together. He talked to Kenneth, but it's not like he's like, oh, Kenneth. You know, you know what? This this is this this is what his life has led him to. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but his girl's also, coming after him. Yeah, that's true. Manal's fallen. 
Oh yeah. Um, and then the red blades are put under arrest. That was so uh, dumb. Yeah, I, I don't even. I don't even know who they are. I could they not have given less of a like, shit little, about it. They Thank are the you, most India. irrelevant afterthoughts I have ever. When they talk, I like zone out. I'm like, I'm done. Shut up, Lestara and Pearl. Agreed. Agreed. Now Pearl. Okay. Pearl's great. I like. I like. What do you Pearl. like about could Pearl? Could not give less Pearl of a shit about Lestara. Talks and riddles and cackles. We, yeah, that's great. If we had a chapter where, if like, if there was a section coming up that's like, and now Lestara, I'm gonna fucking skip it. I'm gonna be like, don't care about I literally Lestara. Don't care. I don't care about either of them, to be honest. She's like, and then it's like, oh, she got taken away, and like, she was so res- she didn't even fight back, and it's like, uh, who even are you? Lestara, Lestara, more like Lestart mattering, idiot. Yeah, yeah, Lestop talking. Oh, got her. Got him. Awful, truly awful. I don't even want to talk about it. There's nothing to talk about. Okay, they're still following them. Who knows why? Who cares why? Why are they together? I don't care. Chapter 14. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We're done. We're cutting to 14. (laughs) Chapter 14. Felicin wishes to leave this cave and the doomed city. Paboric regains himself after drinking and eating, and then they descend further in. They find marking of holes, an elder version of the Deck of Dragons. They find a pathway out into the whirlwind, and Haboric leads the way down into Raraku. They encounter the merchant Nawel Eber, returning to the whirlwind goddess. His servants offer them wine and comfort, which Felicent takes. Culp opens his warren, skeptical of the merchant, and as they discuss sorcery, the merchant rears into a divers of black rats. They battle the divers, and more shapeshifters descend. Bowden emerges to fight for them. Bowden sets fire to the divers and himself. Felicent and Haboric escape back into the magical barrier as Culp is overwhelmed. Felicent falls asleep, weak from the wine, and awakes to Haboric weeping. Culp is dead. Felicent tries to tend to the old man when Bowden emerges. Bowden collapses, says that Felicent was not what he expected, and dies. Fiddler, Crocus, Mappo, and Akarium walk across Reriku. They speak of Absalar. They think she has found her father. Expectancy is in the air. They wonder what it would mean for a god to rule a mortal empire. In the heart of the whirlwind, the omen of the flails and the Toblakai have been awaiting the arrival of Shaikh Raborn. Out from the storm comes an old man and a woman with dark hair. You are Raborn, Leoman said. The woman's low laugh was triumphant. So I am. She shifted her grip on the old man, whose head hung down, his clothes nothing but rags. Help me with him. But beware his hands. Alrighty. Here on the podcast, we're, 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 we, we, we try and be very honest, you know, uh, and, uh, Honestly, we've recorded this whole segment before. It's lost to time. It's lost to the internet ether, e- 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 etherscape. I just made the... Anyway, man, Christ. I take zero responsibility for it.
I would say it's more lost in audacity in the files of India's laptop, but it, that's getting into specifics. India who? It was not me. It was. I, it was a. It was a group effort. Anywho, <laughs> so not, I, did, I did nothing. <laughs> that's all to say. We <laughs> listen. We, we've when the Patreon s- hits. Oh 10,000 subscribers will release the, the audio of just me and Peter, and it'll oh. sound like we're demented idiots waiting for a third ghost voice. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I mean is we've, we briefly discussed this chapter before, you know? And uh, that's all to say, I already know that there is a disagreement between our t- my two co-hosts. So I would just like to prompt Josh to start off with why he thinks the Shaikh Reborn is Absalar. Felicin. Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know which one. Let me try it. Sorry. Let me back up. <laughs> I want Josh to, to quickly state why he thinks Shaikh Reborn is Felicin. In this essay... I will explain why the end of chapter 14 clearly points to Felicin being Shaikh Reborn rather than that nobody, Absalar, formerly sorry, formerly Miriam defines Shaikh Reborn. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the last sentence of chapter 14 is, but beware his hands. Okay. What does the word <clears throat> just uh, p- pause for vamp? Happy day, Thanksgiving. Webster's Dictionary does, in fact, define beware as be cautious and alert to the dangers of. I'm just saying, we have not met two hands more dangerous besides my own. You don't mean to throw them. But in the books, at least, we've not yet... <laughs> in the books, we've met no two hands more dangerous than Haboric's ghost boar hands, or whatever the fuck they are. And that is why Shaikh reborn is Felicin, and she has carried Hiboric with her. Um, Thank you. India, do you want to quickly state why you think Shaikh reborn is Absalar? I'm so happy you asked. In this rebuttal, I will discuss why this, this woman is Absalar and not Felicin. Okay, so Felicin literally... It, it's just not at all an idea that anything is happening with her. Her friend, her frenemy just died. She's in the middle. She's half dead herself with another half dead person who in just the middle of nowhere. There's no, no alluding to the fact. And I guess maybe that's the point. Maybe that's where you're all like, oh, India, you're so dumb. Like, obviously there's no alluding. No, no. Absalar, it makes more sense. Why would she be in this book if not for this purpose? She was going somewhere. We knew she was she was on the move with someone. Her father, apparently. We don't know what his hands can do. We have no idea what these hands could do. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, they're a little more lethal than Haborix. I don't know why. But it's it's just it's just freaking Absalar, right? I'm 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 not I don't need to explain it to you guys. You're welcome for the spoiler. Well, I'm glad we got the the we I'm glad we got those official Mr. Moderator, pieces. I believe I'm entitled to a 10 second counter argument. All right, you can counter argument. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. I, I, am, I, am I also entitled to a 10 second? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, fine. <laughs> but it's Absalar. 
Um. It is. <laughs> if only I read ahead. Oh, that's why you asked if we read ahead because we were we're gonna find out. I think Josh. Uh, I would hope so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I would have put it past saying, oh. this book to not find out. If like well, she's just the last girl page, of, last page, yeah, last page of the book, it's revealed which one is which. That'd be some bullshit. Uh, to be fair, Inch has got us on that one. That is actually in the cards, and Erickson would just not tell you. So yeah, she just would just she would just be referred to as the girl with dark hair for the rest of the story. <laughs> and then yeah. we never check in with the fullest and her absolute. <laughs> We Classic. never go back. Classic. Last Erickson. we know, Felson is crying in the fucking desert. Um. So yeah, let's 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 step back up and and check in because the chapter's mostly from Felison's point of view. You know, my girl. And we see her within the shapeshifter city. Um. And we see her see these holds, which I think it's uh. I I I, I mentioned the last time we've recorded this. Didn't uh, did, did, uh, nothing funny there. Just sad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, the holds uh, are something we return to later in the series, kind of like how the Adzath house was introduced in Gardens of the Moon, you know, and, and for me, returning through it a second time, it's kind of interesting to see them here and to completely disregard them, as I know Josh and India did. You know, it stood out to me as, I don't know. Mm, interesting Who to see. Who did we disregard? The holds. I don't know. The holds. We don't. We don't have a reason to care about them yet, other than they're an elder version of the deck of dragons. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. And I'm still yes, very confused why the deck of dragons is so goddamn accurate when it wants to be. Like, how does it get its power? Well, it's mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. have power. It's more of a reflection of power. That's bullshit. Yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean the deck so of dragons. So you're saying the deck of dragons is the concrete and the and the 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 fortune telling is the bullet the gods have shot directly at to the deck of dragons and I, it's reflecting it off. I don't know how on earth you went for that metaphor. How was that what you chose? Do um, you want a second one? I can get a no. I can get a different reflection. I we don't need another metaphor. So the deck of dragons <laughs> is the mirror that reflects the sunlight, which is the prophecy, and the sun, the original sunbeam is from the sun, the gods. I mean, it's just the deck. Of and everyone else is an ant. Oh my god. Got him. <laughs> Christ. All right. So Wait, then. So can we just dive in? Dive- divers I think you mean in. divers in. Di- yeah. Oh, damn it. We're all there for it. So they meet the divers. Josh, what do you think? You try to hang out with this divers merchant? Seems like a chiller uh, to me. Well, so, okay. And I said this in the first recording, and it was like there was every reason. Yes, Peter? I just love that we keep talking about the first recording. Yeah. So you guys I should have been there. It was really good. <laughs> oh, oh, it was the best time. Yeah. Um, I said this to the first one, though. It's like all signs pointed to don't trust this guy. He has undead servants. He's in the middle of the wolf. You know, he's powerful enough to reflect the whirlwind. Like all signs where he's a bad guy. But Erickson is, he's so, he gets you into that false sense of security where you're like, oh, well, obviously he's this, therefore he can't be that. And then mm. this time it's like, ha, gotcha. He's a bunch of rats. I Fuck you. The, I love that. Just like the idea of him yeah. just like exploding into rats. Do you know? I don't. That that's like, that's so actually angry. my nightmare. That's my nightmare. So I don't love it. And like mostly it's like they're and they're kind of saying the whole time like, hey, he's fucking weird. Like this is not this but is not Iskarol, normal. But Iskarol Pust was weird and he was just a fun flirty weird. And... <laughs> Noel Eber is the opposite of fun, flirty, weird. Yeah, he's like 
um, uncool so, murder weird. Yeah. yeah, he was like, yeah, with the random bursts of anger. But I was just like, okay, well, some people have, some people get angry, you know. Is what now it is. I would love to see more from the dead, the dead servants, because they had they some were comedy. They yeah, had they, some, they, they were had doing some, some bits. Yeah, I, I, let's get them into the ground link. See if we can get, can't get a future for them. You know. Uh, how, I don't know. You just said, but sure. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> All right. Um, Inge. Then uh, we see uh, Bowden emerges. And kind out of, of nowhere, literally re- carrying thirty nine lanterns that he found somewhere at the at the local lantern shop in the middle of the desert, and died, which was kind of sad. Yeah, how the, how the Bowden depth hit you? Okay, because um, Culp dies too, but Bowden's death is definitely more of the centerpiece in that moment. Yeah, they 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 hella overshadowed um Culp, but mm-hmm. like really bad. Now that you say that, but um that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it is what it is. Well, and, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. And sorry to interrupt, but um, I, sometimes deaths are ignominious. And, you know, it's nice that, you know, Culp kind of is thrown aside. And I don't, I don't know. It's, it's nice to have the contrast between the two of them. I guess so. It's just the futility of life, you know. That's mm. exactly right. Channeling Inge. my inner Felicin. Yeah. Felicin, whatever it is. Any damn name. So, but anyway. Um, yeah, on Yeah, no. So I feel bad because he says like later on when they meet again, um, when he comes like half, literally not even a person, just like a pulp, like pulp back to her. And he's like, you know, I, I did the fire thing before. Like I didn't think I would die. So I feel bad because I, I, my thing is, would he have done it if he knew that he could die? I don't know. But it was really, really nice that he did. It was like, almost come back. I, I, his when he talks about not thinking he would die, it's almost childlike in how sure he was of himself. For sure. And like how he just didn't he just assumed nothing bad would happen. It was just it was really weird. I don't know if it was out of character because I don't know if I thought enough about Bowden while he was with us to to really figure Agreed. out what his character was, you know? So Agreed. I don't know. And the reread in five years, uh ten very big books, the redux, I guess I'll probably I'll pay more attention. I... I'll, I'll listen to the podcast when you retell it in 10 years. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I really like the kind of death moment with Bowden because I think Bowden and Fellison have very... Ugh, I hate when you say this. I think they have a very... Please ancient... finish. Sorry, I... it was in the first recording. <laughs> I just know this thought and I disagree so much. I, Please finish it. Go ahead. Sorry. This, I'm sorry. This is just a cheap remake of, of, of the classic. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been saying it for years. I, I, I hate the new season. The actors are so much worse. Yeah, they're really phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. I just think they have a very interesting relationship and I like how, I don't know, I think you can read a lot of things into it, you know, and I think, you know, I think you can talk about them as kind of flirtatious. I think you can talk about them as kind of hating each other. And I said it last time and I know India hates it. I think there's a a childlike rapport between the two of them in a that is really a way to show affection, you know, and I know she like Felicin tried to murder him. him. But yes, yes. You're always bringing this up. We, um, Josh, I hard disagree. They hated each other. It made no sense for them to play sad. And the, if they're I, if pl- I, they're the playing only, sad because they don't hate each other. They, they didn't even share nice words. It was just like, ah, oh, I didn't know that you were not like, what did she do? What was she not like? He would not think that like, what did she do that made her not like he would think that she was like, she literally is exactly what I thought that she would be like. They, sh- I would be they shared nice words on the deck heroic. of the Salonda and you know it. What? 
On the deck what? of the Salanda, there's that moment where they have like a nice conversation together. And no, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I would. Call you that can a have a nice conversation. conversation. Sorry, go ahead, India. It's called bad. being polite. Yeah, I can have a casual Cordial. conversation with someone and then brutally murder them because I'm a serial killer. That doesn't make me a better that's, person because for a in, moment is not I was a serial human. killer. That's incredibly unfair. What? She's not Bowden a serial killer. Li- Bowden is. Okay, Bowden's okay. literally. What the what the fuck ever he is a talent? He's a talent. That's not a serial killer. He's a murderer, a hired murderer. How on earth could you say this? I'm like l- when we discussed Shit. the last chapter, you said you should leave all of the refugees to die. And yeah, Bowen, and, and I will and, stand by and, my and, statement and, and survive in Bowden's out head. There. And Bowden yeah. has killed Lordy Lady Gason, and all of a sudden Josh is getting up in his moral tower. I, uh, Peter, I've never said I was a good person. I'm just saying I understand that he's a bad person because I too am. Oh my god. I mean, and honestly, like understanding her circumstances, she's she also did try to kill him. So, Peter, I get your your you love that they have like a childlike friendship that doesn't I just disagree with, but you know, I also just don't think that ever happened and I don't understand that scene. I don't understand really anything about that but i can appreciate it for what it is also there's no way he could have walked to them knowing like being half dead like that is all i have to say yeah magic man definitely him rolling up is something but um he had no face he had no face what and 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 how can you even like i don't even know if i could be not i'd be scared yeah there would be no kind words i would just be like ah yeah right yeah, that's for sure. But you know what? It is what it is. They are still out there in that desert because. Before we move on from this not- whole storyline, I want to check in on Haboric. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in the Felicin wall. Haboric's really been going on a whole journey. So, Josh. I, I, yeah, I gotta say, I've got to hand it to Haboric in this last part of the story. You've got a what? <laughs> hand it to him. Um, yeah. No, Inch, we're good. We're good, actually. Uh, so, um, what about him? I mean, he's going fucking insane. But like, how like, do you feel? You know, like I feel like Hebor too has really gone on a uh, a kind of a descent in a way. The dude, the dude is broken and yeah, like there's a I, breaking. potentially irreparable. Mm. It is unclear currently. Mm. Inch, you like Haboric? I mean, um, he doesn't uh intrigue me at all mm. um i know he should because he has all that stuff going on but i also just like he talks and i just i'm like what what sir what are you saying i only like when he talks to uh Felsen because they they sound like friends yeah well they definitely have a they're more openly friendly i think sometimes yeah sometimes being the key word yeah um anyway so uh, well i just want to check in on the Habark, but uh before we move on to the to the very end of uh, the chapter, we should note that we check in with Mapo Aquarium, Crocus Fiddler. Uh, any, any thoughts on on on, on our four boys in the wind? My thought is, I can't wait for them to be doing something somewhere important next. Um, I don't know. They, they, I, I, I think I said in the in the first recording. I mean, it's gonna go bad for Mapo and Aquarium in a way that is Aquarium gets part of his memory back and is like. Mappo, what have you been doing? And Mappo tries to explain it, and I don't know, probably gets fucking killed. Well, there's a prophecy seems... about all five of them that set out from the... I forget what the prophecy out. was already, if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'm sure it was important. Me too. I'll look it up later. Someone will tweet it at us. Tweet, tweet at me. <laughs> at PeterBond69. All right. Uh, Not my Twitter handle. Nice try. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did my best. Um, although maybe I should stake that out. Seems like a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Alrighty, um, 
So then finally we come and turns out Leoman and Toblakai have just been chilling hard waiting for Shaikh Reborn to return. I didn't think about this at first. What the fuck are they doing? They are just stand- <laughs> they are just there looking Waiting. at a body. They're Waiting. guarding Shaikh's body and the book okay, of Dry. But what what is the time frame? Because listen, I, if if someone's supposed to meet me at eight, at eight oh six, their ass is cut. Like I'm not talking like that's as much time as I give to somebody before I'm like, well, you had your shot. Like They've been here for weeks, according yeah. to Coltane's March. But if the timelines are are but what together. if you were waiting for the whirlwind goddess? You know, at me and maybe eight oh seven if so, she's lucky. What? Yeah, I just no, absolutely not. But I mean, are they? Uh, I guess it's a job, you know. I guess it is a That's job. That's true. Everyone's got to make, everyone's gotta make that bread. You know, got to make that bread. Got to make that bread. <laughs> um. Speaking of bread. Do we ever get into the bread of this world? Are we talking like rustic farmers loaves? Do they have me? a good sourdough starter? Like we even talked about deal? Darrow flatbread in. We Darug- did talk about Darrow flatbread. Yeah. Oh, so- you're right. But what about Seven Cities bread? I mean, listen, with a name like Seven Cities, you gotta have a bunch of good types of bread, right? Hon- honestly, knowing the world building Seven in this bread. series, you know uh- there's some writing on the bread. Uh, I need some. I need to know if Arin is like the capital of Chibata of Seven Cities. (laughs) That would make my life. Yeah, we are derailing hard. That's what happens when you. I think we take a second stab at (laughs) recording this. You know. Yeah. I have a question. Was Kalam in this chapter at all? No. No. It's pretty. It's pretty. He's on that boat. He's on that boat with that lady in the world. That guy. Kalam, remember, is catching a ride to Unta. Yeah, I just thought that we visited, I don't know, stopped in, said hi. Nah, not this chap. That was really just it? That was just Yeah, it's a little. Happened? It's a little small nugget of a chapter, and now we've talked about it tw- two times, so. How lucky are we that that's the part that got cut off for whatever reason to whoever it happened to? <laughs> By a totally random happenstance. You know? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, man, we've completely oh, lost the we have to the talk red. about, I mean, there's nothing to talk about. This was a tiny, we could have just not done it, but chat. like, we got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I we want to talk about do you want. The, the two of you, the two of you, uh, I don't know. I mean, I got Peter. I know, I know. So I don't know what you want out of me. Yeah. Peter, maybe an answer. All right, all I'm gonna do is end the. I go- don't know. All I'm gonna do is end the goddamn show. We've completely the car barely ever got started. <laughs> I would like to introduce a new cor- a new segment. Uh, what's the new segment? Us recording a podcast two times. The new segment is Josh's Turkey Talk. Hey y'all, listen. I recorded <laughs> this on November 29th, Black Friday. I just want to say, I hope y'all, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you didn't celebrate Thanksgiving, I hope you had a wonderful day. You know, uh, don't give in to Black Friday consumerism will kill us. I'll eat the rich. What's up? Like like where we're taking it, you know? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Although I have to say, naming the segment Josh's Turkey Talk does feel a little misleading. Was, no, not, that, was not that foul focused. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. As always, we're 10 very big books on Gmail and Twitter. Um, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, do, do, uh, uh, can either of you leave this episode out when you think, when you tell us what yeah. you think about the show, <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't even it. recall this. Think one. about some of the other chapters we've discussed. <laughs> oh my God. Ange, do you have a prediction for going into the lo- the final book? Everything's, everything's coming home to roost. Mm. Uh, this is a lot to think about. Um, 
I think that Absalar is shite now. I was going to say Felicity is shite. Damn it. He's just going to. All right. So we're. we're, we're uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Here. Here. I, got, I, have our, I have a different prediction. I, no, I don't the... have any predictions, Peter. I don't even understand the whirlwind. I don't even know what it means. Damn it's it. It's a Come literal on. whirlwind. Okay. I got mine, Peter. Peter, mine is that Kalam's going to get fucking betrayed and murdered on the ship. I don't think he. I think the ship's bad. No, please. Alrighty. Well, you heard I it. I think Whiskey Jack is on the ship. Oh, the I ship? D- disagree. Whiskey Jack on get a Bacchus. Alrighty. Well, hey, that. wait a minute. Why the <laughs> fuck? They have that literal talkie machine, the, the bone talkie things. How does Kalam not get one of those when he goes on this trip? So, boy, we look forward to hearing from you next week. <laughs> uh, you. Hearing, talking to you next week. Uh, we're. I can't wait to get into the end of this book, to be honest. I'm pretty excited about it. Should be a great time. So excited! Alrighty! Happy holidays! Happy holidays! Man, what a train wreck. I thought it was fun. I loved it. Hello, everyone. Producer AJ here with a shorter one today. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Uh, sorry about the few audio snafus. The new macOS update was really wreaking havoc on India's, uh, I mean, someone's recording setup. Uh, but thankfully, they made it through. If you appreciate the resilience and you want to help spread the word about the show, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, or you can just tell someone. Word of mouth is our best advertisement. Uh, thank you so very much to Dan Gesserick for making our spectacular logo. You can follow him on Twitter at Dan Gesserick for the hottest man who used to dance at an intersection in our hometown every morning four to five years ago takes. And of course, the incredible music in today's episode is by the one and the only Amaranthin from their album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes and 10 very big books will be back on December 20th with the first few chapters of the last book of Dead House Gates. And as always, thank you so much for listening.